Luke, Luke, so it's kind of like people just like, look, we just trying to have fun. I'm like, it's not that deep. There is no money on the on on the table. Just this is Instagram Live, y'all. And everybody wins at the end when people go and stream the fuck out of these songs that we haven't right. heard in Tidal like eight or nine making, or twelve years. Exactly. Title is making money off this. All of those battles, they have the playlist up like yeah. that. Yeah, Apple Music. And even like, on Apple Music, no people yeah. people are like are, are putting the playlist together themselves, like on Apple and stuff. Because that's how and I Spotify, hear a lot of them. Yeah, and that's Spotify. And Spotify is too. Is and it's so. I like their um playlist, but the title one is the closest one to what actually happens. Because for the Spotify, yeah, title people, title actually plays, people, yeah, yeah. So because the people on Spotify, they were like, "This is what they said," but then we also gonna put this one on because we like this song. Like, so that right. and this is how you know everybody in the damn house because everybody be on this shit every week. Michelle Obama was on one. And she- yeah, Michelle did chime in. She be in there with D Nice. She was in there for Babyface. And oh wait, that else is what's going on. Babyface is supposed to be doing his waiting to exhale coming up soon. Oh yeah, I saw that. I'm so in for that. That album was everything to me. I was a I was a fucking little kid. And that waiting to tell album still knocks, yo. Like that sitting up in my room is my jam. And then that Mary, I didn't even know I could feel pain at like <laughs> nine or ten years old. Okay. And I was like, God damn, Mary, you make me feel this shit. No. You can't be saying Mary, Mary is making you feel shit, and Future is your Patronus. That don't, that don't track. <laughs> what I'm telling you but is, no, I can't help with, but it do. I, toxic I niggas help. be the most emotional. That's why they so toxic, <laughs> right? They what full I'm of feelings. You, is, you see how this nigga been lashing on, on the Twitter? You see how the nigga, feelings nigga hurt. Won't. He got to he still won't. And he still won't learn the power of pre cum and or condoms. That nigga can go. Go spit. That nigga has no dick control. That is that he is, has that no is pull out. He has no pull out game. Very poor dick management. Very very, very poor, poor dick. Management. Yeah. How do I he know about pre cum and you don't, sir? It's like I don't I, have a dick and I know about pre cum, but you don't. Well, he said oh, this. Man. He said this girl got herself pregnant, and I was I like, said, at this point, you need to get a vasectomy. Like, even I, so, if she tricked you and. Took the sperm, the the sperm out of the condom, out of the trash can. That's honestly no on you. That is a word, Lord. That is like, a word. He should get a vasectomy. That, like, he really should. Get a, just get a vasectomy. You can have. He's thirty six years old. Raggedy, He's thirty six. Thirty six. You have no kids, sir. You know we call we call we told Nikki you're almost forty for less. Like when she was doing all mm-hmm. her antics, people was on on her ass. Like bitch, you're thirty eight. Like mm-hmm. you're too old for this. But nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to be like future. You're you're. You're almost forty, my nigga. Like you're a you got you gonna be a grandfather soon because one of them kids gonna have a baby on your ass. Real you mean one to seven niggas in jail. So yeah, in jail. And yeah. soon as that nigga comes out of jail, he's gonna have a baby. Somebody, that's what yeah. niggas do when they come out of jail for a long yeah. period of time. That, now he's not gonna be just a pappy. He gonna be the grandpappy, <laughs> nigga. If you don't sit down. All right. That was Who you think that's you, you are? That's why you got to Beckham Senior. What you doing, oh, sir? Shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let me tell you something. Odell Beckham Junior. is 28. He got a two-year-old sister, Nig. Uh. <laughs> oh, Yo, hold on. His mother? Still, still no, married. his father. Not, his father, father has. Married. They're not married anymore. Girl, no. They oh, been ain't married. Oh, Odell Beckham Sr. You need to look him up. Know. He has two children under five. Yeah. Odell Beckham oh. Jr. is 28. That nigga's still pretty. That nigga's still pretty, though. See, I, I just thought he was still with the mother. I thought he was still with uh, Odell's I, I, mother. I, I, no. Uh, oh, hell that's no. That's crazy. Because, well, 
Yeah, Odell has a little that. like Heather has another child, but I that's oh, I don't think that's man, my heart hurt for that nigga. Oh, that hurts. Oh, that's weird. I'm here yep. to, I always make time for future slander on any show uh, that I do. I mean, me too. I mean, um, you know what? That's music. not how, sir. That's not how patronuses work. You don't slander your patronus. Go, yeah, I want to slander hey, look, my patronus. That's not how that. What works. I'm telling you is, I'm here for it because I could never live that life. But I, I salute that man but for I, living I, that I life. Think, <laughs> but sir, I think you need to get a different patronus because that don't. Ah, oh, no. What I'm saying Just, is, I uh, fucking I roll switch, with that nigga. Switch I want to be that nigga. Switch over to Sean Kemp. Woo! No, no, because I'm not paying niggas one mil. Who else got a bunch Sean of kids? What, what about Carl Malone? Don't he have like? Oh yeah, so kids? That's, uh, that was another thing. All that's, this shit, yo, they didn't know, act like they didn't know about. Like I knew about this shit for years. His Republican tight jeans wearing. Oh yeah, Carl Malone <laughs> is. I saw people like fuck Carl Malone. Like what the hell's going Carl Malone? Then I was like, oh goddamn, he knocked up a thirteen year old. I'm oh, like, yeah. no, they're no, like, he didn't. What? Are you serious? Yes. Didn't that he was like, say, that's no, why a lot of people say. Excuse me. That's why people say fuck Carl Malone. Carl Malone yes, because he knocked up a 13-year-old. He, he denied them. The girl was 13 when yes. he was in college. He denied them for years. And then listen to this. And then he had then he mm-hmm. had another kid. And then the he the the woman wanted child support when he was in the NBA. This is in the this is in the 80s, right? This wasn't and so they went to court and the court said, All right, you gotta pay $125 a week. And he said, That's too much money. Now, in the 80s, they weren't making millions, but he could afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that nigga was making. That nigga could have paid 125 dollars a week. 25 dollars a week, and he and he fought that shit forever. And then yep. he finally, he finally claimed them kids for that 13 year old, like in like 2000 or something around that time. They finally like, when homeboy was like an athlete. Yeah. Now you want to claim him? It's bad, mm. and people are like all this stuff he, was out. This this week, and I was just like, oh, I'm surprised people didn't notice about. And then that fool is going to get his whole big ass on on Twitter, going, I know, y'all, y'all gonna stop talking about my dad, the dad that denied you. Are you serious, sir? We're not doing this today. And I mean, wow, like, and I was like, <laughs> I get, he's like, we forgiving him, like, sir. Some people are just finding this out, and also, you could just be quiet. And it's okay if he gave y'all some hush money. Like, that nigga been lacing you, you know, since then. That's fine. But right. we ain't got to forgive and forget because that nigga ain't giving us no check. So right. that shit fresh on my memory. Right. It was just like, sir, you you know, shutting up is free. You know, you could mute Carl Malone on Twitter, sir. It's it's not necessary. You don't, you don't, I get it. I'm like, it's your daddy. I'm like, after a while, I was like, I wouldn't want nobody talking about my daddy either. But my daddy claimed me from birth. So what's good? Oh, why wow, his son went to the NFL? Because I'm looking it up. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because it's, like wow. it's like when he was like a high school or college athlete, that's when Carl all of a sudden came back in his life. And it was like... Of course. Sir, what in the Tyler Perry movie hell is going on here? Carl Malone's terrible. <laughs> you know, Carl Malone was also on the board, uh, the director's board of the NRA. Of course he was. Yeah, he's a fucking Republican. Like I just, I can look at that nigga. So I had a deep seated hatred for uh, Carl Malone and John Stockton as a child. Oh, I didn't. Wow. I had very, I had very limited sports knowledge, but I just could look at John Stockton shorts and be like, I know that nigga's racist. And I just knew, and I just knew Carl, and I just knew, I just, my spirit, like from my ancestral place, just knew Carl Malone. My ancestral like, place. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. I, him, 
John Stockton and Reggie Miller. Like, them niggas was on my shit list Ooh. when I was, like, eight years. I hated them, and I don't know why. Oh, what did Reggie do? From what did Reggie do to you? No, you didn't tell me like You know what? Part of it, part of it, well, no, the the Michael Jordan propaganda was like serious. Like you got to think, like as a kid, you know, his image was so carefully crafted that you just really thought he was this really good, nice guy. And so I just feel like anybody that was at odds with Michael Jordan was probably a terrible person. But I was oh, right no. about Carl Malone. I might have been wrong about Reggie, but I was right about Carl Malone. And you, 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 what about Charles? What about Charles? I know he voted for Trump. I know you. What about Charles Barkley, yeah. Republican too? I know you. Yeah, oh, excuse me. I mean, Charles Barkley can't come to Charles Barkley can't come to Baltimore. He got chased out of here. Damn. <laughs> he, said, he said, uh, I don't know. He was at a um at a meeting and it was at my it was funny, it was at my high school. And uh he said something about Black Lives Matter, and they were like, get the fuck out of here. They chased him out of Baltimore. He ain't come back. Thank you. Charles is doing better on that front now. He's he's Yeah, he is, because I'm like, he, he is definitely a broken clock because when he said, was telling y'all, um, we can love Kobe, but he we don't have to act like he was perfect. I'm like, ooh, ooh yeah, that one, that was deep. I was like, and really? the bad like, part about it like is, like, the you know, with that. You, and notice, nobody didn't tell Charles Barkley to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Nobody didn't say anything. They didn't threaten him, but no, y'all threatened Gail. Nigga, fuck y'all. Threaten the fuck out of Gail. And I feel like what Charles Barkley kind of said was a little bit more. It's like, just... um, he actually was like, he said it worse, but Gail asked the question that I'm sorry, is fair. Is it fair? Is it out of poor taste? Yes. Is it a fair question? Absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, when we get this Kobe documentary, you're like, um, excuse me, y'all couldn't even handle Gail asking a question. Y'all don't want yeah, this y'all documentary. Y'all not ready for a Kobe documentary. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready for it yet. You need at least ten years. Because they can't gloss over it. Like they're gonna have to talk about that. Like it's gonna come up because he's going still to... playing while it was. He happening. played his best basketball. That's played what we're gonna focus. He played his best like he, basketball. He, he, he was playing like the outcome of them games was gonna get him out. He was playing in them games like mm-hmm. that was a trial. Like that was the you court. Damn right. Like you got damn if I right. score sixty in this bitch, nigga, I'm innocent. Like that <laughs> nigga was playing for his life. That is how he was. For his fucking, fucking, if I bring his fucking freedom. <laughs> if I bring y'all a chip, then we can talk we, about. We're gonna make right? this go away. We go, you know, just know that it's over. All right, let's get into the show. Uh, so a lot of stuff happened this episode. And uh, also, really. this episode was funny to me. Like it was, it was, it was hilarious. Oh my god, so funny! Um, East Coast bias. We got, we got. And it was East so good to see Kyla Pratt. It was yes. so good to see like, Kyla. How like, do you? I want to see her on TV so bad now. Like I think she needs an HBO or or even a Showtime. I want her back on, on television. Her. Right, Same. real Same. shit. I heard a podcast. Somebody on a podcast was like, "Kyla Perry been fine my whole life," and I was like, "Yes." Yes, she really has never, been. never, my entire life, never fell off. Megan Good had the blossom to that where she is. Kyle Pat, boom, from day one. Yeah, but Megan Cute. Good is kind of terrible. Wow. Okay. Oh. Wow. Oh, I didn't. Wait, you pro Megan Good? I'm not pro Megan Good. Why are you not? I'm not pro Megan Good. Wait, what happened? I'm not, no, I'm not. I don't know enough about Megan Good to have like a. Is it telling people? Look at me. I got myself a good Christian man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's because she. Let me tell you something. She got Christian dick dickmatized. Okay, I'm like, uh, um, he's a clown too, so they can clown. Oh yeah, and live Mr. in that circus together. Devon Franklin. See, like, all I know about him is that he defended her that one time. So I just, you know, I didn't pay them that yeah. much attention. I was like, oh, they seem decent because when that lady was like, you need to cover up or something. 
And he was like, nah, she don't have to or whatever. I was like, oh, we seen you. would be like, I've He's not a touch for bed, I guess, out here, you know, kind of nigga. Like, he, you know. <laughs> what's the other one, though? What's the other? Jamal Bryant. Like, I, uh, y'all, like, maybe, you know. Yo, Jamal Bryant, yo, yo, Brandon, yeah. tell him. We know about Jamal Bryant. We know about Jamal Bryant. Everybody knows about Jamal Bryant. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm from Baltimore. Oh. Everybody knows Jamal. Everybody, okay. excuse me, I didn't know what Giselle looked like until she got on the show. I was like, oh, that's her. I'm like, what? That's first, that's, that's first lady, bro. Yo, Jamal yes. Brown was hollering at my... Yo, Whoa. Jamal Brown was hollering at my friend, yo. Jamal Brown ain't shit, yo. I ain't seen Jamal Brown several times just in the street, and I'd be like, what up? And like, he'd be like, what up? And I'd be like, nigga, you doing wrong in these streets, nigga. <laughs> you out here wilding. <laughs> like... He been wilding since he been wilding since seminary school. He ain't so this ain't this ain't surprising at all. And it's even more wild because somebody was telling me like somebody who's been through like seminary school was like one of the first things you kind of really learn like about like church like social structures is not to fuck your parishioners. They was like they're very clear with you about the power dynamic and a spiritual leader like that's just you should not do that. And so I was just like, so why, nigga? You just really don't give a fuck. You just don't care. But, but Lauren, how many people do at these little churches? And I mean, he got a big church. Granted, Jamal has a big a mega church. But I'm just saying, at these little churches, how many? I know they'd be worse. Well, Martin Luther King, they be way worse. Martin Luther King Jr. Like that was his whole shtick. He was the Baptist preacher, and they was throwing that ass in his face, and he could not say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just—it's just. I guess that's the power. It's the power now. I guess because I'm just a heathen. I've never just seen it for like a pastor. Like, I just no. I just I don't know. I just I I like. I feel like I don't know. Like, I would just feel like such a level of guilt. Like, I don't want to mess with a pastor, like a politician or something. Yeah, but like, not a man of the cloth. Like. You, you, got student, money, you, got, got money. you got student loans to Jesus. Like I just, uh, I feel like that's we doing. That's student doing too much right there. Jesus, oh my gosh. So true, uh, especially like I, me and Devin used to go visit the country every every summer, and them country pastors mm-hmm. be on it. They be oh, on it. yeah, they be having them whole whole choir full of side babies. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Not I even close. Yes, to my cousins about this one time when I didn't know, and they were, and I saw that we were we went to like some store, like some corner store. Not, they don't have corner stores in the country, but it's like a store on the back road. And there was like some kid in there, and it was like, wait, they ain't had no. No, this is like country, country, like dirt roads and stuff. Oh, this the general store. Come on, general store, one gas pump, all that shit. And we were at the store, and this kid walked by, and we got back in the in the van to go back to my uncle's house, and they were like, "Oh, that's Reverend Carter's son." I said, "What? He got a son that's like six years old. This thing is like 60. And they're like, oh, that's not the only one. They start telling me about the story. I'm like, what is going on? And I was like, what? Nobody can't. I was like, because I didn't know. Cause I was like, so I'm like, I think I'm like 12 or so. So I'm not super young. But I'm like, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just no facts. It's facts. It's just facts. Because uh, yeah, me and Brandon had the, the, the benefit of living in cities and then going to the country for the summer. Like, so I go, I live in Virginia Beach and Brandon live in Baltimore or whatever, but we always go home to our grandma's house over the summer. So, yeah, we would find out the gossip and the gossip be going on for years. And like, I would always go to Sunday school with my aunt Patty and me and Brandon went to different churches or whatever. And me and Brandon have different grandmothers. 
So this shit is crazy because we would end up hearing the same shit about different pastors. And you'd be like, what? Shit crazy. It, it is literally a thing in uh, the South. It is a thing. Baptist churches is a real thing with these pastors out here uh, and pray didn't congregations. That's a real thing. All right, let's get into the show. So the show kicks off let's do with it. Uh, Issa. She in the bed <clears throat> thinking about her blow up with Molly and uh, all the things Molly was saying to her. That This is one of those things where it's like somebody says some shit to you and the moment you get mad and then like the next day you start thinking like, Maybe uh, maybe she had a point about uh, some of this stuff. Maybe maybe some of this stuff was hitting. So it was kind of going through her head about like using people and different things like that that she kept thinking about. Um, so then she got up and checked Facebook after her block party. And it seemed like everybody loved the event. So that was good. So it seemed like people really enjoyed themselves at the event and are asking about when she's going to do another one. And then, yeah, this was the, this was one of the funniest parts of the show to me. It was all fun, a lot of funny though. So then she clicked on the the link from the black <laughs> from the black lady that interviewed her at the um, at the block party. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what she said. She said, "Last night, niggas gathered for fried chicken, cocoa butter, and violence." But that's all. I, I was like, "No, she didn't say niggas gathered for fried chicken." I was violence. I said, "Why you on YouTube now?" But as always, you can count on Shannon on the scene. That's what she called herself. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> and then a but her shit did look legit though. Like the you know the the production value, I was I was impressed. Yes, the production value was very well done. She got her money's worth. Uh, so then a mall left her a message. She ain't listened to that whole thing. The intern called talking about she waiting on some deposit returns from um, some of the vendors. Um, and then Kelly called to check in on Issa, and she was holding Tiffany's baby, and the baby was trying to get breast milk from Tif- uh, from Kelly. Kelly was like, I ain't got no milk in these titties. And so then she hung up. Um, so she got, she, then Issa walks in the bathroom, and Mary Issa shows up again. And uh, they were basically talking about what she should do next. And then uh, Mary Issa was like, uh, she was like, maybe I should call her. And the ear was like, bitch, no. She was wrong. She didn't reach out to you. You need to stop apologizing. And then Issa was like, yeah, you know, that's right. She was like, you know what? I'm going to do some stuff to take care of myself today. You know, self-care Sunday. And then the mirror woman was like, Mary Issa was like, I know what self-care Sunday is, bitch. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny. Um, so then she started cleaning up her house. And then Nathan called. And this is why I played Use Me Up in the beginning. Because Issa was feeling hella guilty about what Molly said when Nathan called. So Nathan was just calling to check on Issa to make sure she okay after the blow up. And um, Nathan was like, uh, but that the party was, I mean, your block party was dope. You should be really proud of that. And then um, Issa was just like, she's sorry. That's not how she envisioned us, them to reconnecting. And she didn't want to use him. And she was like, do you think I use, like, do you feel like I use you? And um, Nathan was like, no. He said no. no. He was like, no, you needed some help, so I wanted to help. And then Issa said, because I would, I would for sure do that for you, like, anytime. I'd do that for you anytime. She said that, like, real guilty, like. And real quick. Cool. Yeah, that should be Because Molly hit that, that nerve. That's literally yeah. where it's coming from. Because she was like, yep. I hope you don't think that I was using you. And it was like, because Molly hit that nerve. Because, like, Issa, you wouldn't have called Nathan and asked for his help if Molly had said yes. You wouldn't no. have called him. But no, they still was corresponding because he had called her the oh, week before. See, no, 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 
Yes, he did call her, and he left a message for her when Molly and Tiffany showed up at. I mean, Molly and uh, Issa showed up at Tiffany's house, but he she never called him back. She didn't call him back until after all this shit went down. Mm-hmm. She just left so it's like it may it may be Molly's delivery, and it's like you you doing it in a heat of anger, but there was some truth. There was a kernel of truth, and that, that is true. That's true. There. That is that's the thing. A, a lot of times when people are so close to you, they can pull your card like that. They're not pulling that out of their ass. And Nathan seems so genuine too. So and he was probably like, and I, I didn't see yeah. it that way. He's like, and I didn't I, see it that way because I'm, I'm like, and you know what too. And you he know what? Make up. He's Nathan, to make probably, that up. Nathan probably still feels a little guilty from what happened with them because he, he knows right. had he not gone ghost, they probably would have been in a better place. And he would have just. And so part of that is probably that. him trying to eat, yeah, ease his own conscience. So he's probably like, you know what? Yeah, she, whatever. I want to do this because I know I fucked up. I feel like it would have been different. And that's how I have been good and stable this whole time. But like he did, he ghosted her for a minute and she was yeah. really feeling him. Yeah, because it's kind of like and, if and they, they were did, together, like, they would he would have just did it. She would have just yeah, yeah to do it. Yep. What are you say, but and I also think that that was his his way of like trying to make it right because he literally came to G- Issa on some genuine shit. Like I have a problem with my mental health, and like Issa just left it there. We never really got to you know explore what Nathan's mental health is. You know what I mean? It's just like boom, hey, I had this issue. And I remember us talking about it last season that, like, hey, I'm giving Nathan the benefit of the doubt. To, to be open with somebody about your mental health, that, that gives you a pass. So I never, like, thought Nathan was a fuckboy for explaining to Issa that he had a mental health issue. So for him to want to do this because he's in a better place, it made everything right for me. Yeah, I, um, I thought that uh, Nathan was very genuine in his concerns. Uh, for yeah. and that was and that's good. She needs she needs somebody like that at this point. And he wasn't and he he wasn't trying to do that thing where like I helped you out now you know slide me some pussy that type of shit. He seemed like he was really just right, like, right, right, right. So good for him. Um, mm-hmm. So then they go to the gro- then he used to go to the grocery store, uh, and this pregnant lady was asking for help. Oh uh, Jesus Christ! Oh Jesus! So okay, I got a question. Do My help ain't worth a really hundred. Help or you think she was scamming? That- I think she really did. I, I feel like it was probably a little bit of both, but she clearly didn't both? need it that bad because she left. <laughs> she just walked out like, but bro, a hundred and a hundred and twenty-seven. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like that's a fucking I just lot. Went out and bought some diapers for somebody who was going through something or whatever. Like one of our members of our organization, and even that was like under fifty in under fifty dollars. Like she was, and the baby is actually here. Like the baby exists. He's a, as a person. Her baby was still in her right. stomach. Like, what you buying? I know you need to stock up. I get it. But yeah, since get the essentials. Get the essentials. Right. And the thing about it is, like, that has happened to me, not with a pregnant woman, but a literally a woman with a small child was at the Walmart and was just mm-hmm. like, can I just have a few dollars? Like, I literally went and bought her a gift card. I put $10 on the gift cards. Like, this is all I can give you. So that's what made me laugh about Issa. I'm like, baby... I need you to check your bank account before you say, know your limitations, boo. But it's like, right, girl, right, right. It's like I could give this woman ten dollars, but you like, oh, uh, what? You didn't, baby. You don't have the money. But look, this. how y'all feel about old girl, the cashier with the whole 
bitch, you know you ain't got it. Bitch, you know you ain't got it. Um, and she a, was ready. A, she had all the time. As a she was former ready. cashier, that has fucking happened to me. Um, something's wrong with the machine, girl. I've ran this car like four times. I've done this before. I, I know. I was like, something girl, wrong. it's something wrong with your bank account. Like that. Like, the baby, and, and I and I try not to be that nasty. I'm like, I'm sorry. You want to check another card? You want to call your bank? You know, you can step aside. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do that. But it's like, baby, it's not the machine. There used to be something though I could do it when I worked at Target. No, that was with checks. Never mind, never mind. Because like there was a system, <laughs> like it would it would deny people's checks, and then I would run it. I could run it like on the third time, it would accept the check. Mm-hmm. And I know I was I was probably getting people arrested for all them bounce checks. So I, was like, I feel like I was like I know you need your groceries or whatever. You came in here with a checkbook, so let me see how I can help you out. But y'all couldn't do it with a card. I couldn't scam you with a card. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was like, uh, so yeah, first of all, I think I don't think Issa thought them groceries were gonna come to $150. Hell no, nah, Issa didn't no. think that. Issa probably yeah. that was like $25 worth of stuff. And even mm-hmm. then that was pushing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that shit got declined, like everybody said. And I was like, this is this is so bad. And then at the end she was like, she probably ain't really even need all that. I'll just take this wine. <laughs> I was like, and but also this was Issa. It seemed like she was this whole episode. She's trying to like do good shit because she feels mm-hmm. bad about herself. Because she feels mm-hmm. bad. Because yeah. she feels bad. Because Molly touched that nerve. Like she doing the most. You letting some strange man in your car. You giving like you saying I'm gonna pay for this pregnant lady's groceries. You wouldn't have did that if Molly hadn't jumped down your throat. Nope. Wouldn't say shit. She wouldn't have said never. She'd have been like, doo, doo, I don't see nothing because you know your broke ass is who be taking back uh clothing to impress Condoleezza. Girl, you wouldn't have did that shit. <laughs> Condoleezza. Condoleezza. Okay. Look, after, after that episode, I was like, oh, y'all should be not calling her by her right name. No. Fuck, fuck air conditioning. Yeah, she's terrible. Oh, oh. Condola. Condola. Nope. Uh, so then Issa driving home and she see this old man trying to catch the bus and he missed the bus and she felt bad. And then Mary Issa's like, don't pick this nigga up. And girl, (laughs) and she was like, she's basically, no, I'm gonna pick him up. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is some dangerous ass shit. I mean, he is an old man, but he's still a man running around that you don't know. Uh, and she was like, uh, he was like, (laughs) he was like. She was like, you need to ride somewhere. If you're going up north, I can help you out. And he was like, I don't trust no Ubers and no Lyfts. Uber or Boobers? No Boobers. No Boobers. No Boobers. No, boobers. no Lyfts and Boobers. Nights. She was like, oh, I drive Lyfts, but I'm not doing that right now. I just want to help you out. And he was like, all right. And he was like, don't try nothing because I don't hit ladies, but I'll slap a bitch. You yeah, try slap a bitch. <laughs> oh my yes. God. Yes. Like, girl, you are going to get slapped in the face. What you doing? Like, let this... I just, yeah, that was too much for me. That was too much for my senses. <laughs> that was too much. <laughs> Yo, but we all know an old black person like this. Do we not? Yeah, we do. do. And, that's why, and, like and that's why that's why he'll never get the fuck in my car. It's like, um. <laughs> and so he got in the car, and this nigga George was a whole trip, bro. He said, don't let the rheumatoid fool you. I still got grip. <laughs> and then, uh. And she was like, "All right, where are you going?" Uh, and he was like, "What's the address?" She was like, "What's the address or whatever?" And he was like, "So you want, so me, you to want me to tell you? So you can tell the phone. So you can so tell, you can tell the phone. phone. Tell the government. That shit was everything, bro. They go down straight to La, 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 La Brea, and I'll let you know where to turn at. 
And so look, I'm in LA right now, so I know that shit is it's it's a real thing. That is a real thing. And so she was like, "If you gonna give a nigga help, help a nigga." Help a nigga. He's like, "See, this is why you don't let these old ass niggas in your car." I was like, "I, sir, do you not know the address? Is that why you don't want to tell me what is going on?" And then uh, he didn't even know that. We found that out later. Um, Mm -hmm. So then um, I was like, "Issa's tripping," but this nigga does seem like he's not gonna be terrible. But she's still tripping. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, uh, she, he was like, you must be a lizard, because it's cold as fuck in here. Can I get some heat? <laughs> and then she turned the heat up, and he was like, bitch, it is burning in here. What the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, my God. Split the difference. Split I could not <laughs> deal. I could not deal. That was like, you were stressing me the fuck out. But he did that shit instantly, like, get the fuck out of here, George. Like, oh, my God. That is how old people react, though, in the car. Yes, it is. Why is it so hot in here? <laughs> and so then uh, I was like, I'd have kicked this nigga out for complaining about my fucking air conditioning. Uh, that just would have been the Then he sent his homeboy. Then he sent his homeboy that was homeless, no, wait, clearly. Wait, stuff before that. So then he was like, he was like, you got sometimes you gotta be tough around here. Like, watch out! <laughs> I'm scared yeah. to shit. He said, "Screw, screw, yeah, shut at me too." Because I was like, "What the fuck's I happening?" When I'm driving and people just like say shit that it makes you think, "Watch like, out!" Like you missed something that you didn't see. And he said, "Freak the fuck out!" But she was like, "He was like, no, I'm just saying, just like watch out in general." And then he was <laughs> like, "You need to have a you got a man looking out for you." And she was like, no, nah, I don't have one of those. And she was, he was like, oh, you one of those feminazis, huh? The Nazis, feminazis. <laughs> he said, we equal, we equal. I was like, this nigga <laughs> is ridiculous. The fuck is wrong with him? And then he's an old black man. And then he said, uh, you ever been to, you ever heard of Black Planet? And then Issa was like, yeah, a nigga, you of course. He's like, you got a Black you Planet profile? And he was like, what? No, I'm talking about the club. He was like, he used to be right over there. And she, he was like, uh, she was like, oh yeah. He was like, yeah. Me and my homeboys used to go there all the time. He was like, we done caught many a trains, and I ain't talking about Amtrak. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. This was such a, you know, this uh, this uh, two parts of this episode, this part and later in the episode, reminded me of Curb Your Enthusiasm so much. So like, much, so much. Such a curb enthusiasm moment. Like, I was waiting for the theme song to play. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was such a curb your enthusiasm moment. Um, and then, um, and then uh, he was like, but yeah, he was like, but then you know that shit. We just kind of broke up. He was like, one of them got on crack. The other one caught a case. He was like, it's always something. Like it's always, it's always a sign that's just not going to last. And I was like, he's probably taking that to the heart. And then this yep. guy was like, bathroom? I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> so they pull over at this laundry mat. And I was thinking to myself, like, Look, this, I'm not gonna pee. this is my last hat. I'm not going to pee in this hat. <laughs> last hat. I was like, why are you? I was like, fuck? I have questions. Why are you peeing in hats? <laughs> you have a so crazy that you could like pull over and just whip out and piss in a corner. And you are peeing in yes. Oh yeah. Sir, I couldn't have a penis. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta pull over and go oh. pee in this corner. And so then I was like, uh and then like, I was like, I might have left his ass right there. I'm not gonna lie. I, like, I would have. I'd have hundred percent left. I don't have put off. and I wouldn't have felt I nothing off. about it. <laughs> I would have fell off on that nigga right there. And so I was like, but uh Mira Issa was like, leave. 
The nigga came back with fun dip and ain't had no fun dip for me, yo. Fuck that nigga, yo. She, yeah, she I'm ready like, to fight right now. Nigga had fun. Uh, so then, uh, then he started yelling at this homeless man. And I don't know if he actually knew the homeless man or he didn't know the homeless man. Or if the homeless man was his friend or not his friend. Like, I didn't know anything that was going on here. He was yelling at this homeless man. He was like, is that Charles? He said, like, I don't know if that's Charles. He's like, Charles, your ass better not be over here. I'm like, what is going on? Then they got to this house. He pulled out this picture of the house. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is the house. And she, he was like, thank you. And so he got out. And you find out that that was his son's house. Ice. Was like, oh, no, he said, thank like, Ice. He said, thanks, Ice. Oh, thanks, Ice. <laughs> Not even East, but Ice. I said, man, uh. <laughs> I like, shit. Maybe East are doing something nice that actually worked out. So mm-hmm. she probably felt better after that. And so then she went to Sip and Paint. Um, and the girls that was at her table uh, forgot to bring some liquor. And so Issa was like, uh, she was like, uh, I got some Pinot. Uh, she said some type of rhyme. I don't remember what the fuck she said. I got some Pino. Pino. Y'all just let, let me, me know. know. Just leave me. Let Pino. me know. <laughs> I said, you brought this gallon jug at that cheap-ass Pino, girl. It's lit. She brought that shit with it's the intent share. There was no way she was going to drink that big-ass jug of fucking wine. Oh, yeah. no. I think she, I think she knew Child, she was going to go finish. That Carlos Rossi she got is fine, boo. We, You know, it, it gets the party going. And so I was like, is that Kyla Pratt? And I was like, she's so fine. Um, and so Still. then, uh, she was like, Kyla Pratt's character was like, "This is my last week weekend as a single bitch." And then Issa was like, "Oh, where y'all from?" And she was, and she was like, "Oh, we from DC." And the one girl was like, "Actually, I'm from PG County." <laughs> I was like, "That's so oh, like, oh, yeah. slander, That's the slander." <laughs> I know that means a lot to y'all, but what is that? I don't I need a, like an explanation. So, there is a difference between being PG because at first they were saying DC. So because of where. PG County is, it's so close to DC that sometimes people just link, just loop in PG County with DC and it's totally different. Just ask people who are from DC and who are from PG County. They literally yeah, go, I am different. not from DC. I'm from PG County. Oh no, like this like this like I'd like, be like, I live in I live in Maryland, but I like I work out of Baltimore, but like no, I live in Maryland. I always like, no, I I, I live in Maryland. I live in Baltimore. Do you live in Baltimore? It's this other thing where people in PG in DC in Northern Virginia call mm-hmm. themselves the DMV, but Baltimore yeah. DMV stands for DC, Maryland, Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Baltimore yeah. is in Maryland, but we don't call mm-hmm. it ourselves DMV. We, we don't. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's a whole. Okay. Thing. It's his own thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I've only been. I haven't been to DC in years, but I used to go to Baltimore like once a year for a training. Well, no, we would be in Lithicum Heights, but we would always. Oh like, no, that's catch Baltimore. That's Baltimore. Throw we would catch up. it. We would, like, but we would have to go into mm-hmm. like Baltimore. Like Lithicum Heights was, it was different because I remember the first time I went to Baltimore. Like we got off the train and there was a rat, and I remember like stomping <laughs> at the rat, and the rat didn't move. Like it wasn't scared. Excuse and I was me, like, girl, oh. don't you stomp in no damn rats? Those niggas will. I was like, oh, like this, 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 some different shit. Because everybody was like, y'all be careful. And I'm like, oh, I'm not worried. Like, I'm from Third Ward. I'll be all right. Excuse me. And they was like, no, nah, it's like other stuff going on down there. And they was, I think they were talking about the rats. Because, yeah, Baltimore rats can swim. Hey, just wasn't scared. Like, he didn't scurry. Like, I've stomped at a rat in New York. And that nigga kind of moved around. This rat was like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? She'd be like, and bitch, you thought news. I have seen rats ch
that like, is insane. Those ba- those rats, the Baltimore rats swim in harbors and everything. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, yeah, that's difference. a real thing. So yeah, then they was like, yeah, we all been through some shit, but we all made it here. And then one girl was like, yeah, you put my you put my wig in the fucking bathtub or something like microwave. that. Microwave, yeah, something thing. like that. Somebody said something else, and then the other girl was like, and De- and Dina fucked my brother. <laughs> And everybody got quiet. She was like, "Oh yeah, I did kind of fucking." I, I did do that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was like guys, calibrate everything. That was such a good delivery. Uh, and so they was like, "But we've been through some shit, but we found a way." And so like everybody's sending the message to Issa. So now she's getting a different message. The first message from George was like, "Sometimes there's something to happen. You can't do nothing about it." And then this message is like, "We all go through some shit, and we come through it because." That's the type of friendship we had. That's the sisterhood. Yeah, that's the sisterhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, this white girl came over there, and they was basically like, bitch, like, <laughs> like, get away from here. Oh, look, somebody's having a little trouble. <laughs> the fuck did you just say? Get the fuck away you from here. You painting dicks over there. Like, the girl, they, had a, the, they had a little instructor yeah. that was trying to help, but the other uh, sis was painting dicks on that thing. Like, she was, I mean, that was 100% a dick. Look like big old that's fat dicks. dicks. I was like, yeah. what are y'all looking at? Dicks with, dicks with spikes. So then, um, Kelly called and left Issa a voicemail. Uh, and then te- I mean, she texted her, like, I left you a voicemail. Call me back. Um, and so the, they left the paint and sip. They had a good time. And then the, they was just like, um, we went to the bar in the corner. And then Mary Issa was like, go. So she was like, you know what? All right, I'll go. Uh, so then they sit at the bar. Yo, this was funny as shit, too. So <laughs> Kyler Pratt character started talking about how she got engaged. And she was like, she was like, yeah, I came home, and this nigga was laid out in the bed with a bottle open, like he was open empty pill bottle, yeah, empty yeah. pill bottle. So I called him, <laughs> and when the police came, he woke up and proposed to me and said, "I'm addicted." No, he to said you. before, before the yeah, police before came, the police. Woke, he woke up and said, "I'm addicted to you." I said, "Will you marry me? How are you marrying that's this a- nigga? <laughs> like what?" But that's like when the guy did the police proposal. Y'all remember that? Like that oh, yeah. really terrible. I literally she, told that nigga no, no. I don't like you know this. This this sets the tone for our marriage right here, and uh-huh. I just want to opt out. I just want to respectfully bow out. Of yeah, I'm, like, all right, I'm gonna head out because uh uh-uh. uh, it's not funny. Actually, I went to a meetup for like a black tech meetup in Dallas, and this one guy was uh. So it was this woman, this black woman there. Um, who started this? She she was a wedding planner, and then she st- she created an app that will help people plan weddings that can't afford like really expensive high end wedding planners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it it uses like an algorithm where it can like you put in this information and it's, it gives you these options about like the types of things that you would like and stuff, and it saves like people a lot of money. And it, apparently, it's gotten really popular. She's made a lot of money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, I met this guy who went up to talk to her. We was all talking to her, asking her questions, and this guy went up to talk to her uh, afterwards. And he was like, listen, I have an app that I can work with you, with your app, and we can work together, and it'll help each other out. And she was like, okay, what's your app? And he was like, I, I created an app to help people come up with proposal ideas um, for women, like to propose to your to, to whoever you want to uh, marry. And so he had like all these crazy ideas, all these, he was telling like, yeah, this, he did this and did this and did this and did it captures all these ideas and it puts them in so then guys can go on the app and like to and, and you put in information about the type of like woman or significant other you want to propose to and then the app will shoot out like suggestions on how the best way to propose to that person and i was like 
y'all niggas are taking this proposal shit way too serious. Like, uh-huh. way too much. It's not that deep. But apparently it's a whole industry in that shit. But this one was ridiculous. Um, so she was like, yeah, that's my brand. And I was like, why the nigga got to have my name? Um, <laughs> you know I screamed when she said it. I said, <laughs> so ridiculous. So then uh, she was like, do you see famous people a lot here in LA? And she was like, no, nah, not really. But I just saw, you know, I just had some famous people at my event. And so she started talking about her event and whatever. And I was like, Issa really needs some business cards. Like, she got to she gotta step it up. And then she was like, you, rush know, it, rush you know, I guess what you'll call me is a cultural curator. And I was like, okay. All right, Kurt. Fire. 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 You don't like that stuff? You know, like Child. That shit was fire. No, I think I think it's cute. I think it's cute. But it was like, see, Issa, you talking about you know Vince Staples and you mm-hmm. curating culture. No, she didn't say she know Vince Staples. She said he was in my event. But you made but, like yeah, I just worked. You know she said made saying. she made it set. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Kind of like yeah. she was the plug. I mean, she's kind of yeah. exactly. kind of the plug. He's and you know what? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta speak the affirmations in her in your life. You do. You got to. So that was that was her trying to speak affirmations into her life. Like I am gonna be the plug. I might not be the plug now, but, but I will be plug. Issa knows that, but them girls that ended up doing that shit to her didn't know that. If you saying I work with Vince Staples and I'm a co- a cultural. Oh, player. so you think they co- they they constantly was clear because that bitch had money. Uh-huh. That bitch had money. She good. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But you and I didn't right. think about I that. Like, yeah, I was like, like yeah. see, yeah, I mean, no one's going to check you for your cheapo pino. But if you saying I, I Vince Staples to niggas, they're like, oh, so she ain't gonna mind. That's this. an excellent okay. point, Stephanie. Mm, that is good. Okay, Thanks, okay. You get you get that shit definitely that? some. You know, because uh, I was like, ooh, I'm like, because that made me so mad. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. So, uh, she was like, we ain't got no plugs in Maryland, just dusty ass outlets. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> and, I was, and I was thinking like, damn, that's true. That's like, true. You don't know the right so first people. of all, you don't know the right people. You are, you you don't because I was like, the the outlets are in Southern Maryland and also in Virginia and PA. So what you doing? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was definitely a plug for years. A plug. You were definitely it's a, a plug. Yeah, I don't want you to be a plug for years in DC. Um, so <laughs> then uh, I was like, look at Issa hyping herself up. Uh, so then she they went to the bathroom. Her and uh, Kenzie. And Kenzie was like, where the niggas at? So she started telling them all the different parts of L.A., what type of niggas she going to get. Um, and then sh- she's talking, and she's like, Kenzie? And she ain't saying nothing. So she looked under the yeah. under the thing. She was like, did you fall in the toilet? <laughs> and she was gone. So she walked out there, and them hoes was gone. They just left. And I said, I would have been so fucking heated. Yikes. Uh, and by the way. Big mad. Issa had to run out that check too, cause she ain't had money. To yeah, cause she ain't had a coin for that. She ain't had no money for that shit. One bitch was ordering pilot. One bitch was ordering hella drinks and appetizers. You know that bill was sky fucking. You high. seen them crickets? We all seen them goddamn crickets and, and uh fucking grasshoppers and shit. Goddamn. So then, um, then she walked out and <laughs> she had one of those flashback moments. I mean, she had one of those like flashing moments where she she was she speeded up on these on on them. Hopped out the car in the middle of the street, took her damn picture that she made sipping pit and slammed that shit over the head like a fucking wrestling. Kenzie, what up, Kenzie? Was hilarious. hilarious. That shit was great. <laughs> I was like, and we all knew that shit was fake, and we all knew that shit was fake too. Like, like damn, I really like, wish she did that shit. I, if she did it, 
I'm not. That's not the wrong reaction. I ain't mad at her. <laughs> that's not the wrong reaction. She was like, and the girls was like, "What's wrong with you?" And she was like, "Everything." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to LA, bitch. <laughs> we call them the police. Oh, call. Them. Was I was like, that shit was so good, yo. Good. But she ended up. She ain't end up doing anything. She kind of saw them and then just pulled off. I was like, oh man, this night gonna end bad for you. Cause she saw when she saw them shit and the nigga behind her hit the aunt horn. So and wrote, them niggas look back. I wrote, she need to call Kelly back. And then she called somebody and asked if you can come over. Now, when she said, when she called somebody and said, hey, can I come over? Thought it was Nathan. Thought it was Nathan. Yeah, who'd you think it was? Thought it was Nathan. Steph, who'd you think it was? I thought it was Nathan too, or ironically, Lawrence. Lawrence. I wanted to be Daniel at I first. Thought it was and I was Nathan. like, I thought it was Lawrence, but um, it was her mama, um, and she came to her mama's house, and her mama was like, hey, uh, take them shoes off. She's like, Stanley got me reading a book about Japan. You need to take these damn shoes off. <laughs> and then she was like, so you had this big-ass block party, and you ain't think to invite your mama? And she was like, mama, you, don't, you told me you don't like being around crowds and crowds of black people. And then her mama was like, I don't like being around crowds of anybody. That shit itch. <laughs> Make me itch. It make me itch. That shit make me itch. <laughs> and she was like, "Well, I'm gonna do another one next month." And our mama was like, uh, "She was kind of just sitting there." Oh, so this is gonna be your thing? Okay, it's gonna be your thing now. She's like, "Well, maybe." So then she was just kind of sitting there, and then her mama was like, "What's wrong?" She was like, "Come here." And then Issa came and gave her a hug, and they started crying because her mama always know there's something wrong. That's she true. Always know. And then her mama was like. Um, she was like, and then she started talking about what was going on. And she was like, maybe you just had a different point in your life, like right now. And then uh, she, she was like, well, you, I'm 30 years old. And I was like, okay, so now we know how old they are. And she was like, I'm 30 years old. She was like, when you was 30, you had a house and a car and a husband and kids. Like, you had everything. I didn't want y'all. I didn't want y'all. I didn't want y'all. That was a mistake. And Issa was like, you know, it's two of us, right? And she was like, yeah, two mistakes. But she was like, <laughs> She was like, but I figured it out, and uh, it's now y'all are the best part of my life, and yo, and then her mom right there, like, and she was like, you do right, right there, and she was like, good, Devin, right there, I automatically was like, I don't know how many y'all, but I know my mama said I was an accident, uh, and I was like, well, goddamn, I mean, she happy I'm here, but I literally, my mom was taking birth control for like six weeks straight until she found out she was pregnant, like I was a big accident. So like I was like, and see, I always, that shit checks I always out. had, you know, I always had this idea of like, you don't want to say, cause I don't want to get on like that fundamentalist, like Christian thing, Christian thing where you only supposed to have sex for procreation. Mm-hmm. But like, even when I, cause I got pregnant, I was 19 and I was, we weren't planning to have a, have a baby, but I was just like, you know, this is what happens when you, you have unprotected sex, like it's like a gamble. And I remember like people like talking to me like about how I felt about it. And I knew pretty early for the most part, like I had enough time to make a decision and I just made the decision. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a baby. But it was just interesting to, to hear her as a mom say that because a lot of times like women, like these are the conversations that mothers have amongst themselves, but we don't like to share that with our children, you know, like you're, that you're a mistake because it is such a like crushing thing to hear but I and I don't tell my son he was a mistake but I do express to him that there's some things that exactly. you went through because we were so young that I wish that you hadn't had to go through like I always and I hate to put this burden on my baby but I do feel like he did he saved me from the person that I was gonna end up being because I was oh really 100% I was I was totally out of control and I was oh, 100%, gonna go no. deeper but like 
that it is like a little bit of a grit. Like, oh, I just wish, you know, things weren't so topsy-turvy when he was born. Because it was. It was wild. But as a mom, I really appreciated that part of it being in the show. Like, no, because other women need to hear that. Especially, like, I have a lot of single friends who, are, who don't have children. And they, you know, they're always talking about their biological clocks and different things like that. And I'd be wanting them to understand, like, you are where you're supposed to be. And I know that you want to have a baby, but it's not always peaches and cream either. Like, it's not to say that you you think you're single and lonely, but you'd be tired. Like, I'm, I'm been a mom almost 13 years. My son will be 13 in July. I have not had a full good night's sleep since J- July 7th. Uh, July 9th, 2007. And I probably wow. never will again because there's something always to worry about. Like, you're gonna yeah. always, it, I just, I can't. Like, always. I'm glad my kid's not in school right now because that's that's eight hours of my day. I'm not worried about what's going on with them. Like, I know they ass in the house and they safe, but now I really appreciated that part of being in the show. Mm. And, you know, like, you know, like, old heads, old heads always tell you, like, you know, kids are, are your, your message from God like to slow you down and shit because you never have kids when you're not supposed to have kids and like you always make a way to provide for your kids like you always have enough money to provide for your kids like god will always make a way and shit like that so like i, I definitely took that from that because like her mom, my kid was like, supposed to be here he was he right. was supposed to be here like of all the times that we that he didn't come we could have and he came through that time like yeah he was that boy was meant to be here and he's gonna do something great and i'm glad that i was the vessel they got to bring him into, you know, the earthly plane. But it does, in the back of your mind, you always feel that little bit of guilt because you just, you ain't never prepared as a parent. You're never, never. You know, prepared. Yeah. But probably, I, and I always think about, I always joke, like, if I had not had him or if I would have done what my parents wanted me to do and give him up for adoption, I probably would have been a crackhead. Like, I would have just been a full-blown mm. crackhead in these streets. Because I was. I was very sheltered growing up. And I, I went, I didn't go far, but I went to a different city. I had moved because I was planning on never talking to my parents and never seeing them again, even before I got pregnant. And God was like, you need. Lauren, cut off. Oh, we, yeah, she was, she was drawing gems too. I think she'll come back. Um, all right, we'll keep going and we'll get her back because she just got to click on the link and come back. Um. But um, yeah, everything Lauren said was 100 percent correct, and this and this mo- this mm-hmm. scene was very well done, and it was something that Issa needed um, at the time. And I'm glad I'm and I'm glad we finally introduced to her mother, and like other than just like you know a pop by and shit like that, and you know her mother just said because it was like right. for a long time she didn't talk about like of course everybody knows she has a mama, but it's like she just wasn't there. So I'm kind of glad that we're getting to see her now. Right. Uh Lauren's back. Um she's just on okay. mute right now. But uh yeah, and she also Lauren, jump back in. Finish it. Oh no, I I can't even, I don't even know where I got cut off at. But I was just saying like the the parallel version of me, like the Lauren that didn't have the baby or gave the baby up for adoption, I'd have had like a whole fake body, I'd have probably been a stripper, I'd have been one of two baby mamas. <laughs> And not to say that's a bad that's not to say that's a bad life, but I needed to be like in the social justice work that that's I'm doing. Right life. And I would not have taken that path had I not had that little black baby boy that I was like, this world is fucked and I need to try to fix as much as I can before he grows up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's it powerful as fuck, yo. You don't even you realize that's been, powerful uh, as fuck. You, know, you might have been social justice cash though. You don't know that. I, 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 I probably could have. Like, I probably could have, but I, I know I would have. I, I have a, I got some bird in my I'm DNA. Only fans for justice. Only fans for justice. Okay. I ain't mad at you. Only fans for justice. 
then um but yeah that was good um and Issa really needed that and her mama was there when she needed him of course and then Issa was like uh so Stanley doing right by you and her mama was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, god damn Come on with that macaroni and cheese love. I love it. And then Issa was like, I don't need to hear that shit. <laughs> and then she was like, uh, so you and Stanley going to get married? She was like, fuck no. I ain't inherited yeah. those twins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see these twins so bad now. That's all I thought about. I want, I want to, to see them twins. so bad. Like, I just need. I need to see the twins almost as bad as I need that Tiffany cheating storyline finish. Like, that, the twins Girl. are up there because they talk so bad about them like every episode. I want to see Tiffany try somebody last year like an old white man last year. I needed to see Tiffany get back an old white man last year. I needed to see that shit, and I didn't see it. I said, Issa mom seems fun as shit. She was like, she a blast. Yeah. So then Issa walking home, and um, she called Kelly back. And Kelly was like, hello, this is Kelly. (laughs) 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 Issa was like, I'm I'm calling you back. And so she was like, listen. Um, she said, uh, you ignore me like I'm your biological father. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I said, um, she said, so that's it? Like, y'all done? Like, she was like, well, I don't really want to call her. Like, I don't want to, like, she should reach out to me. And then Kelly was like, no, y'all need to make this work. Like, and then Issa was like, so you just calling me? She was like, bitch, no, I've been calling her too. I've been calling both of y'all. Like, y'all need to get this shit together. And she was like, the longer this shit lingers, like, the less chance y'all gonna be able to come back from this. And, and Kelly's like, y'all just not gonna never talk again thing. Like, they kind of struck a chord with me. Because I'm just like, Kelly, you was there. You saw what happened. Like, you know that shit there. But then so at the end of the day, I you think, know, they're important to their relationship. Yeah. I, I think that, so I, so I get what Lauren is saying. But I also think it's because she knew she was, she went through some stuff with Tiffany. And I think when it comes to, like, friendships, especially especially women friendships, I think sometimes we don't like to be the bigger person, especially when we know that we've been wronged. But this is still a relationship. And so that's probably where Kelly's coming from. She's like, if we had just lived up, we would have never came back. So you know that took both of them. It wasn't just Tiffany saying she's sorry. It was like, it's going to have to be some forgiveness. Because even in forgiveness, it's kind of like the hurt don't go away but the forgiveness is one for you so that you can like move forward with it either. Um, so it's not eating at you. So Kelly was speaking right. from a place of, I almost lost my best friend and I don't think you want to go through what I went through. Right. right. And I think Issa needed to hear that as well. Issa got a lot of stuff she needed to hear uh, this episode. And so Issa got home. But I think Issa's also right from from the the mirror shit he's like bitch you always do apologize don't apologize because like again that shit does take a toll on you always trying to be the bigger person and then you lose part of yourself always being the bigger person because you're like damn i always go running back well you have but yeah you don't even value me as a person you have to kind of gaslight yourself a little bit because ultimately you want that person to to validate yeah i did something wrong too but mm-hmm. that doesn't happen when you're right. always the person running back. And so you start, 
like your reality starts getting because I used to think what like with with the friendship that I had that kind of fell apart. I was for a long time in that Easter place, like damn, am I really just that aloof? Am I really just that terrible of a friend? And blah blah blah. And then getting some distance from the situation and seeing the way that she handled other relationships, I was like, no, we were kind of both to blame. But because I felt like she was a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit more tough. She's a little bit more sensitive that I just had to like coddle that. But there was nobody ever coddling me and saying, you know, well, I'm sorry that this happened too. And it just, it does, it will, it, it was, it, it'll breed resentment either way. Yeah, right. Because eventually you just get tired of trying to always, you know, apologize and be the bad guy. Yep. Um, so the Issa got home and she was like, I'm gonna get high. So she starts smoking. And she started checking Facebook and, res- and responding back to everybody. And I was like, look at her doing what you got to do. Like, she responded back to people about, like, who this local artist was or where this food was from. And then somebody was like, um, when are we going to have another one of these? And she was like, I got y'all uh, coming up soon. So it looked like Issa going to really, like, try to use this as a, a jumping point for her. And then she was like, um, you know what? I ain't going to cook nothing. I'm going to go get me some dinner. Right, and so, and so then she get in the car and she pull up to this Thai restaurant, and this this is the same restaurant from like the first episode. Ethiopian, Ethiopian restaurant. Uh, Ethiopian restaurant. It's the same episode. It's the same restaurant from before, and <laughs> and she walks to the door, and then Molly was there, and I was just like. <laughs> That shit was so awkward, because she's standing there looking in there, and I was just like, it was making me so awkward in my seat. Like, this is exactly how I feel when I watch Kirby Enthusiasm. Like, I get so, yes. like, on edge, because I'm like, don't go, I'm like, I'm screaming, I'm like, don't go in there, like, don't go in there, it's going to be so weird, like, don't go in there. And she's just standing there, and, I'm just, and then I'm thinking, Molly's going to turn around, look at the door, and see Issa. She's going to see her there, and then what she's going to do, and it's going to be like this huge, awkward moment. It was making me so squirmish. And then Issa just decided to leave. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. She left. Um, and then the episode went off. So do y'all think she should have went in there? Nope. 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 She'd have cussed Molly's ass right out. And that would have been Yeah, I just feel like she should have went in there and just not acknowledged her. <laughs> uh, see, there you go. Come on. I know. That's, petty I'm, queen. I'm, I'm, She's I've done that before. I just, I don't know, because I just had too much pride. I was like, I ain't saying shit, but you're not going to stop me from coming to my favorite place and eating this food, though. Facts, facts, facts. Bitch, I put put you on this. Like, nah, I'm never going to give up these wings. But I feel like Molly put her on to that shit. Yeah, Yeah, Molly probably, Molly, that was definitely probably Molly's spot. And I'm like, (laughs) girl, if you want an even shot of your friendship, like getting back to at least y'all at least joking, don't you go in that restaurant. It's like, yeah, you want to save your friendship? Yeah. It's okay. There's other Ethiopian spots. I know. It's way LA. too soon. It's way it's too soon. Because she'd have cussed her It's the next day. It's literally the next day. Had yeah. to been in. It's like, yeah, so we can't be friends. Yeah, that was like, she made the right decision there. But um, yeah, that shit was just so awkward to me, man. I, I, I really love those moments in shows, but it's also just like this feeling, like this just weird feeling where it's just like, what the fuck's going to happen? Um, and it, luckily, it kind of went off. And then um, we kind of got a preview for next episode. And it looked like uh, it's going to be a Molly-centric episode. It looks like Molly and Andrew are in... Um, How do y'all feel? Mexico. Let's talk about it. So, mm. 
That's interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So what are you Same. what are you expecting for next week, Nora? What do you think is gonna happen? I really just want to get to. I'm wondering if this is gonna be one of those episodes where you know how like people get. I feel like they do this in shows and movies all the time, where like the person goes and they spend time with their significant others, like friends and family, and there's like some big reveal. Like is she gonna? Is, is she's gonna find out something really fucked up about him, or she's gonna find out like, damn, this nigga might really be the one kind of thing, because. That's I feel like that's all that's gonna happen. Like getting to spend time around his friends and just kind of revealing what his true nature is. I'm also wondering is it gonna be like some little like anti-blackness jumping out too? Cause she is gonna be like the lone black person on this trip. Yes. Yes. So I'm curious to see what where that goes. Cause I feel like in in real life this conversation would come up, you know, even if his friends know, well, y'all know Andrew loves him some black women. Like will there Do y'all be think like, that's his brother? Y'all think or his family, yeah, that's his brother. Because you, you know, because I have people in my family yeah. like that, like they don't date black people, but I don't fuck with them. But like, I just, you know, it's just a weird thing. Like, damn, you don't fuck with no niggas. Yeah. Do you think Molly's going to be as introspective as Issa was this episode? Like, you think she's going to take signs from shit that happens on this vacation that's going to remind her of what Issa mm. said? Or do you think she's not going to give a fuck? I feel like I maybe because I feel like if though if him and this guy are brothers or they're like really close friends, like something's gonna come up. And like, remember that time where you had did such and such and we didn't talk for months and blah blah blah. But we, you know, I feel like it, it might be one of them situations. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I need to know how to be a better friend. <laughs> what do you think, Steph? I think if because. One, we now need to see Andrew around other people as opposed to um, him being around Molly's folks. So it's going to be interesting because remember, he didn't want to really talk about his family. So I'm like, if this is his family, this is going to be real interesting. Mm. Yeah, because oh, yeah. his brother just give him that nickname. And that thing with his like, sister. there's some he got some trauma. Mm-hmm. He don't yeah, he has some trauma back. So that might come. Yeah, because it sounds like there's some mental health issues or something, or you know, something with his sister or like some. Yeah. Drill. It's something serious that you know. Obviously, he didn't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin, what about you? I mean, uh, I, I kind of don't want to see this because I don't fuck with Molly, uh, and I just oh, feel like it's gonna be a lot of toxic shit that's come back that comes out of this. Uh, but again, we're gonna get some answers, and I hope she doesn't like ruin this shit because I feel like that's what we're we're heading towards. Uh, she has a a chance to be redeemable in my book, and I feel like she's gonna drop the ball on this. But that's just how I Look, feel. See, and, you're uh, doing that thing Molly, where you're so. blaming Molly for everything. Mm-hmm. Molly. No, I'm not blaming Molly. More, I'm to not me, blaming Molly her. is more. At I fault, just don't fuck with. But she's not all the way at fault. She's not. She's more. No, I'm just saying Molly's gonna be Molly. That's all. That, that's all I'm saying. Molly's gonna be Molly and continue to be Molly, and I won't be unimpressed or unsurprised when Molly just becomes See, became, the, continues to be Molly. So that Molly is trying to is changing just mm-hmm. slowly. Grow? She's trying to grow? She's trying to okay. grow. Like all the characters okay. like to me all the characters are trying to grow but they're having setbacks and then I think they're having setbacks because they want to bring everybody with them in their growth and that's not how growth works. Everybody can't go That is not how growth works. Yet. That's so if you're trying to establish boundaries, that's a word. Have that's growth, a word. Everybody can't come with you on that journey. Yeah. And so the best thing that you can hope for is that you come back better to each other. If it is yeah. 
meant for y'all to come back to each other that you that you distance because the thing is all they would do now is have a superficial makeup and it would never they would never get to where they needed to be mm-hmm. right and so this is the ensemble i mean this east is the lead but this is the ensemble cast so we haven't seen lawrence in like two episodes and he yeah because i mean the- insecure is really anchored by molly and east's relationship above everything else I agree. They are the anchor on this show. Yes, but I think Lawrence is it's an ensemble to me. Like it is an ensemble. No, no, no. I I agree. It is an ensemble, but it's really just it's Molly and Issa, then everything around them. Because right. that's why we're not really seeing that's not we're not really not seeing Lawrence. She's not with Lawrence, so you're not gonna see him that much. But I think we're gonna see him the episode after next. Because they're not so. going to leave that. Because I want to get a little closure about him and Condola. Like, yes. I know they broke up. Or what whatever, happened? Right, 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 right. Fuck yeah. air conditioning. We don't care about, we don't oh, care about Coca-Cola. shit. I'm sorry. I'm on that. I'm on that. Let me tell you something. Girl, I can't stand an unprofessional bitch. You almost messed up this thing because the guy that you weren't even serious about pulled your card and then you pulled his card and y'all broke up so you can't do your job bitch fuck you i know you fucking lying hmm. so said it with your chest though why don't you say with your chest i'm good with it so it's we got four episodes left seven eight nine or ten uh mm-hmm. two questions before we get out of here one uh this is a two-part question one at the end of the season do you think Issa is going to end up with someone and then two do you think it'll be lawrence or nathan Hmm. Damn. I feel like maybe Nathan ran his course. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't see because I just feel like the interaction that she's had with Nathan have just been so bland and surface level. Like there hasn't really I don't know. So you think? Nathan, like he said, get with me. You think yeah. Nathan is friend zoned? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like it because I just feel like I don't know, like. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. She didn't even go home with Nathan that night. And I know she was upset. Come on. But that's the best time to go home with a nigga is when you upset. See, see, first of all, get off. Get off your Patronus in the future. Don't don't be like us. Don't be like me. My Patronus. You be better. But what I'm saying to you is, what do you feel in your heart of hearts? Do you feel like Nathan is a friend zone nigga, or you feel like he could be a potential nigga for her? I don't know. I just feel like from <laughs> the way that she, I just it just feels you know it's that Libra kicking in, but it just feels like friend zone. Like I just don't see no sparks. I feel like honestly she had more like I don't know vibrant conversations with the, the few interactions she's had with Lawrence. You know with the whole that shit. That shit pops. Yeah, that shit does pop on screen. Her and Lawrence pops on screen more than her and Nathan pops on screen. That's that's a fact. I feel like Nathan uh, was too new for the for the not and I, not to say he pulled the stunt, but like when he disappeared, they were too new to each other. You know what I mean? And I feel like that just mm-hmm. really solidified something for it was just a bad first impression. Versus if like Lawrence had done that, you know, she could Lawrence put her through a lot emotionally, but they had a foundation built, and it would just be easier to, for her to go back to that. I agree. What do you think? I'm sorry. What? going to end up in a relationship at the end of the season and if you do do you think it'll be Lawrence or Nathan I think it's going to be a Lawrence did the wow. foreshadowing is too thick and also are you rooting for that or do you just think that's going to happen I, I'm not rooting for that I'm actually rooting for her with you if neither because Nathan going to be too passive because he know he ghosted what? her so he's going to be can you let me finish um, he's going to be too passive 
meaning that he's not going to do it because he know he ghosted her. So he know he on thin ice. So he know he he going to he going to tiptoe around her. Lawrence, on the other hand, is going to be like, this is a sign. Me and E should be together because he going to go talk to Derek's um, <laughs> Derek's ass and then Chad and he going to talk to them. It's like, well, if you think you'll be together, go get a nigga. What do you think? Damn, man? yeah. Um, I think we're gonna get a cliffhanger with her and Lawrence having a conversation. Um, I think Nathan is gonna be somewhere in the mix as far as her talking to Nathan, but then have a cliffhanger with will she or won't she with Lawrence at the season finale because they're gonna have that conversation about oh am I trying to tell you with Condola? I mean, at, at Tiffany's thing about me and Condola, and I really still have some feelings for you. Could we explore it? But she's probably be in some shit with some, with Nathan by then. Because it's going to be messy. It can never just be clear. Um, and then the last question before we get out of here is, um, do you did this episode make you think that uh, it's more likely or less likely that Molly and Issa fix their friendship? Stephanie? More likely. All right, Devin? Less likely, but, I mean, that's just me. Because, I mean, because fuck that bitch life. like her. Correct. And Lauren? Less likely. Okay. Aww. So the end of Molly and Issa is coming up soon, according to two hours. At least for a time. At least for a time. Like I said, it's going right. to be a minute before they have a conversation. Right. And I, I think that's valid. I think that's valid. Um, all right. So uh, before we get out of here. Listen, love y'all. This herb right here is. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. So before we get out of here, uh, Lauren, you want to tell the people about the return of the Two Woke Girls podcast? Oh, yeah. We've been back. So we released the episode. And then we have another episode that's going to drop very soon with all of y'all wonderful people. That was super duper funny. Um, I enjoyed that so much with y'all. So, yeah, we're back. Like, I I guess I ain't going to make no promises about a super duper consistent schedule because we living in Corona (laughs) times. And... Time is a is a myth and it's not real and there's parallel universes, but we will be back like on a semi regular basis. It was so good to talk to Gabby. Uh, she's so much. Fun. Yes, Gabby's yes. everything. Yes, she's a big star. You know, she's gallivanting around the world when we're not in the coronavirus. So definitely go saving listen. people's lives. She's saving people's lives out here in the streets. Yep, definitely go and listen to. Uh, Two Woke Girls podcast, uh, and we were on it. Episode is coming out soon, so listen to that too. Devin was a whole terrible person uh, that episode, but mm-hmm. that's nothing new. If you listen to this, uh, that's nothing new. Yeah, nothing new. <laughs> um, and Stephanie, are you still on hiatus? I'm still on the hiatus, y'all. Woo! Self care is the best care, baby. It is because Wu Child. Yes. Let me tell you something. If I if I was recording out of lit. Lana Del Rey's ass right the fuck up. Yeah, he lost her, she, what, lost her whole she do? white. She what lost she, her what whole she do? Lana, Lana Came Del for the Rey. Um, so Lana Del Rey is a lady who makes the music. And so yeah, she, she decided to ask a question quote unquote of the culture. Him. Mm. I will She's read it to you. Part of the culture. She, right. Him. Question for the culture. Now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi, B, Kalani, and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being 
embodied feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship what? is perfect or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse. Now this nail, it's longer than this. I'm gonna stop at this one paragraph. Cause she, she mad cause she a flop. <laughs> it's like, ma'am, you have a whole Grammy. You were nominated for Grammys, your music, album of the year. You know, and I think she also won. You know who's never run record or album of the year? Beyonce, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> I, I mean like, fuck you. Like that shit's gonna get fucking dragged because you can't come after Beyonce or Nicki Minaj. She, they have the like, most you insane named these, fans. You, all, you named all these black women and Ariana Grande for she sprinkled that in so people can't say she's racist. She and sprinkled Camilla right, right, in right, there right. Right. to be like, able. So look, look, look. I hate. I, I'm I'm going after these white these these dark white bitches too. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who she didn't um bring up Taylor Swift. Why didn't you bring her of up? Of course not. She got number ones too. Because they're the same Yo, bitch. First they of all, Taylor Swift is the goddamn toxic ass weapons of mass destruction these white women are. Telling people, yeah. telling people, keep telling people. Can, oh my God. First of all, even if you believe Taylor that, Swift is the worst. I'm not saying nothing bad about Beyonce and Nicki Minaj with a public platform. Oh. No, not, not not my like, one. Them yeah, motherfuckers will dox you and kill you. Them people will be at your fucking job waiting on you. Get your real fucking identity real quick. Not, fuck with. I am not, fucking nah, with them. not at all. You do not, not trifle with them. Them, them motherfuckers are crazy. Yes, absolutely. So thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to the Insecure reviews that we do. Um, on our regular feed... Um, we're supposed to be doing our second volume of Saga um, coming up soon with Charmaine and Old Man Wade. That that uh, comic book is wild as shit. Um, and I think this this uh, block that we're doing is when they go to the planet Sextillion, which is like a whole planet of like sex workers, which is crazy. So definitely nice. read Saga. Saga's wild and great at the same time. Um, I still need to schedule this thing so we can review um, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. That'll yes, do it. Soon. Let's do it. And then, Devin, I'm trying to get uh, Cam and Rich to come on with me and you to do uh, talk about The Last Dance. So, Oh, I'm so about that. Because, again, I underappreciated that nigga. I always knew he was the best basketball player, but I didn't know. Because uh, I'm anti-Michael Jordan because my brother liked the Bulls. And I was like, fuck anything my brother likes, I'm not going to like. And then um, he's I'm, toxic, I'm shorter. Just like you like. No, but see, like, Allen Iverson in that you appreciate. But I feel you on that. But I'm saying Allen Iverson, who was from my my area where I grew up, crossed the okay, fuck out of that okay. nigga. So I yeah. can never look at that nigga like he was better. So then yeah. I like Kevin Garnett because that nigga always on on ten. I fuck with niggas is always on ten because I can't be on ten all the time because I'll fucking go crazy. So. Like Deion Sanders, Kevin Garnett were my favorite, like, like fucking like athletes growing up. So I fuck with them. Allen Iverson is just a hometown kid, and he fuck with them. I wore pennies before I could wear Jordans. Uh, I wore AIs before I wore Jordans. I only had one pair of Jordan tins, and they were red because my, my favorite color is red. That's the only Jordan I will ever buy, ever own. Um, but yeah, Michael Jordan is just Michael Jordan. He's the greatest basketball player, but LeBron James is better than him in every way. And I will, I will just, I just stand on that, uh, but not basketball wise, because nobody can ever be better than Michael Jordan. Because I have eyeballs and I've seen that shit. LeBron James ain't never did none of that shit that uh, that Michael did. So, so that's where I'm, I'm gonna leave with that. 
So we'll talk yeah. about that soon too. So thank you everybody for listening, and we'll be back next week for episode seven of Insecure, and we'll talk to y'all later. Peace. <laughs>